and a mouse keep running, running and 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 running, running Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 100, Milestone. It's here. I'm wondering if this is the million-selling episode that C.B. Sabolsky was talking about. I think that's what he was alluding to. Million downloads. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, But welcome, everybody. Yes, this is the Milestone. We were talking before about it not meaning so much because we have two uh, shows a week. But hey, it's still something. Hundreds of hundreds. It still looks impressive. And uh, if you want to find us around the internet, you can go and find us at our site, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we review almost every single Marvel comic each week. Most of the reviews come out around 9 a.m. on Wednesday morning, if you want to go check that out. We also are on Twitter at WSMarvelComics, where if you follow us, we follow you back 100%. And if I don't, let me know, because I will follow you then, because that is our mantra. Then Jim shames himself also. Yes. That's how we roll. But you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go and support us for the two shows a week, but also get many, many more shows, including the Patreon Marvel show that we do each week, the spotlight. That is two books picked by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew. Beep boop. And this past week they did put they picked house of x number one and valkyrie number one so yes. those are two really big books if you want to hear us number talk ones about are for those, the bas yeah you have to go over to the patreon subscribe at the levels and there you go you get that now i'm saying all this because now that we hit a hundred and other circumstances that we'll get to in a second, we will not have any shows next week. This will be the last show until not this coming up Thursday, but the Thursday after. We're going to be skipping the weekday show and the weekend show of next week because Brandon is going to be having a baby with his lovely wife on Wednesday. It's a planned birth, so he'll be doing that on Wednesday. Now, that I say that couldn't that find the screws mean, for the crib today. I, I don't know what yeah, the hell that's I did. Nice. <laughs> well, not that doesn't mean that you can't hear anything from us because before all this goes down, me and Brandon will be doing our Patreon show for the bad butts yes. and everybody else on Patreon. Again, if you want to subscribe there and listen, you can. And it's going to be Powers of X number one and Death's Head number one. Now we're going to record it early, but it will come out on so- Wednesday Sounds like night. a very metal uh, Patreon episode yeah. there, doesn't it? Yeah, Powers of X and Death Head yeah. X number, or Death Head number one. <laughs> but then also, th- so we won't have a show Thursday, we won't have a show Sunday, but then then following Wednesday, again, we will have the Patreon show, and then we'll get back to our regular scheduled yes. deal. So yeah, you'll end up, if you want to join us on Patreon, you'll actually get two shows before we end up coming back for the weekday show on what is October 8th. Yeah. Uh, if not, you can just take some time off from me, Brandon, and Double Aaron, and you know have some fun. Uh, August eighth, right? You said October. We're not taking that. Oh long yeah, of break. August eighth. I wish. <laughs> I wish we were August eighth. Yeah. Yes, I even wrote October eighth. I'm looking yeah. at this, but yeah, Go episode one hundred and one will be August eighth. Uh, a couple. 
Thursdays from now. So yeah, you can decide if you want to go and support us. You can. If not, we'll be back in a couple, well, 11 days, I think it is. And we're going to have some time off in between. Right now, it's a DC uh, annuals week coming up as well, which we don't have a regular show there as well. We have the full show on Patreon over there. Uh, Since Marvel doesn't really do the annuals week no uh we're not it's another day of of business for them business as usual we'll we'll have like i said at least powers of x number one and death's head number one available on wednesday on patreon if not like i said you can just hang loose you can wait for us maybe you'll crave some a little brandon you know you'll you'll (laughs) want to hear brandon you'll have to subscribe my my daughter's trying to get me into a bet here for the this kid's name she's trying to to, uh, have it boil down to hair color when it comes out you know she She's like, well, oh, yeah? if it's this color hair, we name it this. That if we name that. That's yeah. what she's going with. Yeah, yeah she's so trying to get everybody, this Everybody can wish Brandon, uh, you know, good luck and happy kid day. I don't know yeah. if you'd say birthday. I guess it would be. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then you can say happy, have some rest, Jim. That's yeah. and and really, Happy I won't even be day. doing that. Yeah, I have so many other doing, things to do. Uh, eight YouTube videos during that. Yeah, week. I have other things to do anyway. We still have the DC stuff. I still have a bunch of things that I have to finish before Thursday. I have a video game podcast. I have to finish. Me and you have to finish our Marvel events Event, podcast. Yeah. I have a bunch. We, me and Eric, have a back issues podcast, pop culture, all those crazy things on the Patreon. But yeah, that just shows we have tons of shows on Patreon. So if you do go and support, yeah, us, you also solicits before Wednesday. Yeah, so too. it's not we don't just ask people for you know just support. We like to give them something in return. But what we're going to give you tonight are three books, a lot of mail, and we're going to start with the first book on the docket. I'm loading it up now. The Magnificent Miss Marvel number four, and that is written by Saladina Med. I think it's number five. No, it is number four. That's yeah. weird. I it thought feels it feels further was along number... as well. I, no, it is five. It's five. Yeah, it is five. I actually yeah. loaded up four. I made a mistake. See, this is what happens when you get to issue our episode number 100. You start messing things yeah. up. I Your loaded age up the last showing, one. I guess, right? That is, is that true. Yeah, happens? I got to load these up now. Here we go. I'm <laughs> loading it up. Here it is, number five, because I even told you that it was a kind of a cool way to end the first arc. Yeah. Because you get a I new actually, look. I and enjoy then... this book way more than I ever anticipated when, yeah. you, you know, you said, let's cover the number one on the podcast. Because, I don't know, this is my first foray into really an extended read of anything miss marvel miss marvel yeah Yeah. so you know i i've actually even with the way this wrapped up i i've been digging it so yeah, it's a little rush, but it's Magnificent Miss Marvel number five, written by Sally Med, pencils by Minkyu Young, inks by Juan Velasco with Minkyu Young, colors by Ian Herring, and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. The mages brought Kamala and her parents to King Malik Zir's palace on the planet of Safa, where they learned about the original Destined One, a woman who loved, or saved Safa from the Beast Legions years ago and before a striking resemblance to Miss Marvel. But when Kamala discovered rebel leader Cheb Ahura being tortured in the King's Dungeon, the Khans helped Cheb escape. It wasn't long before Malik found them, but there's a larger problem at hand. The Beast Legion have returned at the prophecy uh, foretold. So you're going to have that. That's how we End it with the Beast Legion coming, and they even thought that that was, eh, you know, that's kind of a story yeah. that never happened. It's a myth. Well, obviously, it's Santa did. Claus. It was basically. not a myth. It's come now, and they don't even say the other big thing when he, uh, the King Malik Zir's son, is Cheb Hara. So yeah. you have that sort of deal going. You have Kamala with her parents being worried about her, but also being worried that they old ease Cheb up a little bit. A this issue, which yeah, I they do. They go back and forth a little, but yeah. 
yeah, you even start with, you know, hey, you know, tell me the story again, father. Tell me about the destined one tonight. And he gets out a book, which in the roundabout deal seems to be the book that the little kid has started at the end. So this should have been, the, you know, this is probably that little kid at the end who comes and says to Kamala, hey, I'm writing your story in this book. And she's like, all right, fan fiction. I love it. <laughs> uh, so it looks like that's the cool wraparound. Like I said, you end up having a kind of a quick force way to get out of this, but I didn't mind it. You have the Beast Legion attacking. You know, everybody's got to join together. Even, you know, King Leek and Cheb, they got to yeah. join forces. They have been against each each other but they have to join forces because now their planet is under attack you don't really get a third party of, they equally hate yeah. they're both going to go yeah. after instead it of it is like the enemy of now. my enemy yeah. you know that sort of thing uh i'll tell you you don't learn much about the beast legion they're just there yeah. they're there as they're, fodder you, you even, even find later, out they're later they're kind of constructs they're, they're constructs not really real. yeah they're not you could kill them and not really feel bad though they still try not to even though at one point Kamala turns her hand into a meat tenderizer and hits <laughs> one over the, and I don't she think that really thing's does. surviving. She goes ham on a few of these yeah, things. Yeah, she does. Now, the funny thing is, is when she does use the meat tenderizer, you do see that it kind of gets up and moans. I'm like, it's not going to live very long after that. But yeah, so through this whole fight, the idea is she wants to protect her parents, obviously, but she also wants to protect the planet and ends up one of the big things is saving a lot of old people and children. Yeah. And and that's one they of the things that, that seems her dad times. is really impressed, you know, and, and it's funny as stories, as these, you know, kind of fairy tales go, every time they mention the children, I swear it adds about a thousand to them. At one point it's, yeah. you saved a hundred children. Then it's, oh, the savior of you a thousand children, a oh, the savior of, of a million. Yeah. I'm telling you, it goes up, but that's a cool way of the way they go. But the whole thing about this is is about this great machine. Suddenly we're told about this great machine. It's something, it, you know, flying in the sky that if anybody gets near it, they kind of get headaches. They're thrown away. They go mad. They can't get to it. Well, they end up, it's a last ditch effort. It's a Hail Mary. Hey, let's go. Let's see if Kamala is actually the savior. If she's the chosen one, she'll be able to go and use this great machine. We don't know what it is or whatnot, but as they get close, Cheb, Kamala's parents, they are getting headaches. They're like, oh my, my head, can't you hear that? And Kamala's like, whoa, what are you talking about? I don't hear anything, you know? And they're like, oh my God, it might be true. I mean, this may actually work. Now, before that, you do have... The king end up with his redemption where he ends up saying, you know, hey, you guys go. Yeah. I'm a piece Tries of crap. At least I can himself, do this. You know, he and he does. He ends up kind of makes up with himself. his son in a, in a passing yep. way. Yeah, well, he says it's the last the last time they're going to see each other. And he's like, listen, you go for it. I, I deserve to have to do something here. I'm going to hold off these beasts while you go and figure things out. And he does. Uh, he actually buys them some time. So he ends up, you know, redeeming himself a bit, even though he still tortured his son yeah. over and over and whatnot. But his son seems fine with it. Cheb seems fine, so I'll be fine. But yeah, so you end up having... Kamala go, she goes up into this great machine. And what we find out is that original person who showed up that, you know, they think that she's, you know, the same one. It actually was a Cree storm ranger yeah. who went there, looked like her, had a very similar costume, all that. And the reason why she's able to get into the great machine while others can't, it's because it is set up to only accept Cree. So if you don't have Cree blood, you can't get in. She's an human it is registering her as a Cree 
and letting her go in. So there is kind of a, a neat little yeah, twist of why she, she can do there. that. Why it well, doesn't while, while she's, her, yeah. yeah, while she's talking, you see this box open up. She's she's actually listening to, you know, this hologram pre-programmed deal from this Cree Storm Ranger. And this box behind her opens up and what only could look like a techno symbiote <laughs> yep. starts going out. Certainly. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. And the, the an only thing this week where somebody yeah. was mentioning that it kind of spoiled the entire book for me, that her new costume could possibly be a symbiote. I don't know. It doesn't look symbiote to me. It kind of it works doesn't, like one but a little it, bit. They but do say that it's kind of living and kind of a deal. So it might be kind of a, Almost like an aside Cree thing. Now, here's the deal. That may have spoiled it, but on the cover, it does say, out of the chaos comes a new costume. Yeah. So as I saw that thing creeping, I'm like, that has to have to do with the costume. I actually I mean, really enjoy her new costume. Yeah, I do too. I, I like it. I like that she can kind of slip it out off and things yeah. like that. And Turns also it goes over the... Yeah, it goes over the old ones. It goes the backpack thing because, yeah, it kind of goes and makes this costume. But in the meantime, also sets up the machine because she has the costume on. She can use the great machine. The great machine can pretty much, you know, almost like the Death Star, just shoot rays yeah. out and kill everybody in the air and on the ground. Yeah, she she, so she shoots one out into the atmosphere and takes out, you know, the the beast ship. The control ship. Yeah. yeah. She figures I she doesn't want to kill all these constructs, even if they are just constructs instead she figures out that the one ship is the thing that's controlling them if she and and even remotely and seems to spell out nobody's on that ship i don't buy it i think she's <laughs> you know pretending to herself so that she doesn't feel like a killer yeah. but yeah she shoots it down and all of the beasts then become you know sentient themselves and they run away they actually run but it's funny too like Oh, can it be they flee? And as they're, it doesn't even look like they're running. It looks like they just turned around. Yep. They're just walking away. Um, just but yeah, no, you have no everybody excited. Here, people. Yeah, they're like, I'm done. I'm out of here. But yeah, so the whole deal is she comes back down. She has her new costume on. Uh, nobody seems to respond to that. I was waiting for the like everybody to say, man, you know, you look pretty yeah. cool in your new threads. But they're just like, you saved the day. This kid comes up. Like I said, this kid, I wanted to show you. I'm writing a story about how you saved us. I believe that that's the kid at the beginning who's grown up and telling his kid about it then. But yeah, so the whole deal is now they have to try to get back home. And she's worried. Like, how do we get back home? And it's funny, too, because one of the brothers that brought them there, this left, he, we thought he was dead. And they're just like, left, you survived. It's so yeah, convenient for this old guy to show nowhere, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just he pops up. And the best is, it's like, they're so happy. You survived. Oh, my God, this is the best. You're alive. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to use the last of my life to get these people back. So he basically comes back to sacrifice himself yeah, to get again. them there. But as they're about to get teleported away, you have Kamala and her parents. You have Cheb whisper to left and like, and he's like, all right, well, of course, I, I can tweak it a little. Okay, I can slightly alter it. All right, that'd be good for the destined one. And they end up saying, and as they go, Cheb says, hey, farewell, valiant Kamala. I think your troubles will be fewer when you return. And when they return, you see how, like you said, the, the costume can become a backpack. Yeah. But then you also have 
her parents come in after she's changed conveniently. Yeah, she's changed the now. End, yeah. They come in and they're like, hey, you know, what's going on? And they're like, Abu, Ami, you know, that was pretty crazy with those aliens, right? And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Aliens? Stop what with your crazy? video game yeah, sit nonsense. Down and stop with your fan fix, fan feek, she calls it. You know, sit down, sit down. Well, what? But what about my a secret identity? Oh, you know, you're always so crazy with your stuff. So this has reset things. The problem is only if Cheb knew everything, maybe he could reset the next thing. And maybe there's a chance he did, though I don't think that's the yeah. case because her father, who has been trying to before even tell her stuff, before all this happened. Yeah, that was the big secret way her. back in like issue one yeah, or two. Yeah, he kept saying like, I got something to tell you. And it kept being pushed aside while well, he comes in here and says, I have something to tell you. Oh, what's it? He has a rare disease. He was at the New Jersey Center for Rare Diseases. She, he's about to say, you know, what it is, whatever. But he's like, I'm, I'm sick and there's no cure. And she's just left like, oh, my God. And it says to be continued. I'm telling you, if only the father would have told Cheb, maybe that spell that they yeah, kind of transported Instead of a memory eraser, they could have cured him from whatever. But may, maybe we'll find it. And the, maybe it's one of those things because he said he did go, though I don't think you'd have a cliffhanger with this being thrown out there. And just to have the next issue when he goes to get another test and they're like, oh my God, you're cured. But that could happen. Maybe yeah. the whole thing when Cheb said to the, you know, left. Yeah, I mean, he hey, did whisper you know, and, and, and then we get the and quick I, reveal, but we don't know if know. that's the thing still. Yeah. I'm telling you, he wouldn't know that he, the dad's sick. So I doubt he would say that, but maybe it was one of those, maybe it's like a, you know, a granted wish of, Hey, make everything that she needs to happen happen and make her happy. But he, she was talking about how her parents and stuff like that. So I think that that's basically what it was to give her back her secret identity. Uh, you know, go and and what I like about this is Saladin Ahmed. He jumped on the book. I said throughout all these five issues. I've even said throughout that he really shows his respect for G Willow Wilson for her run for everything that happened in that. Now though. It's time for him to have his own run. Yeah. You know, he did the, these issues. You had the whole idea with the secret identity that was revealed, stuff like that. Now, after this, he does this arc. It's a good arc. And now we'll go forward with him being able to tell his own story. And this is how he's going to do it. Now, again, this is one of those things because of the idea of Aunt May having cancer, things like that. It kind of does get eye rolling when another character's family, you know, has an incurable disease and stuff like that. It's kind of overplayed in my mind, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how this kind of happens how it goes and things like that but overall love the art love the story i think saladin ahmed gets this character i really enjoy her she's fun in a way that's also serious at points so this isn't like and we'll talk about it later because in the mail i think it's jacob with a k uh <laughs> talks about gwenpool which is one of our favorites yeah, or i like gabby things like that I like Kamala as well, but she's also, she has the serious side to her. There's a very serious side to the books that she's in, but yet she still can be fun. She's still fun to read, fun to watch, fun to be a fan of, not a goofy type way like a even a Gabby, but especially like a Gwenpool that we really love. So I like this. I'm actually going to give it an 8-5, even though I think it's a rush to this ending but i like the ending i like the new costume which is a perfect way to symbolize 
all right, now I'm going to start fully my run. I've given, you know, my props to G Willow's deal. We figured some things out and now I'm going to go forward with this. And, and we've said that even though it's not quite fresh start anymore, but with this book, kind of having it is the first arc a lot of these first arcs have been down for some books we've yeah. said that that's kind of been yeah, a trend that marvel since ones. we've started this is one of the better ones yeah, this is not one that i thought oh man this stinks or i can't wait till we get done this uh everything seemed pretty natural uh even with them going to another planet and doing this which is kind of funny got him out of the war of the realm stuff as well and things like that so y- you have this i've really enjoyed it but what would you give it yeah, I would actually give it an eight. My only real problem with it is the whole the memory erasure of his, her yeah. parents. I actually think that regresses the story and the forward progress of the the arc a little bit. And I, you know, I think it would have been pretty cool to have her parents know and be okay with it, which they seem yeah. to be by the end. They of, seem to of be, this but arc. they still kind of get worried. I, yeah. I think that that's what he's going with. Yeah, that, you know, to Are have the, her out and about all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah would I, get I too agree. Worried. I can see the point on both sides. I just. I, I liked it better with, with yeah, the I way know. things were moving as they legitimately, were more accepting but still yeah. worried. Legitimately, um, I think that was because it was more of a G. Willow thing. And yeah. it's kind of like, you know, let's get on with my thing and whatever he has planned. His plan is to have sickness and, you know, incurable disease. Which is, you know, that's <laughs> and a always cool fun. new suit. That's always but, uh, fun. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I do. I dig the art in the series. I, th- I thought, you know, I, I coming into this not looking forward to it in any way, shape or form. I got a lot out of this arc and I understand a lot about the character and and the cast around her going forward. And, you know, her, her, uh, lure of men without shirts is, is, was a funny kind of callback joke. They kept, kept making that I, I found enjoyable as the dad of a daughter. So yeah, really. Know. And then the, <laughs> the joke was made better because the dad was there too. Yeah, that, that was the best. Even, even at one point, like, and he has his hand on her shoulder. Yeah. I, I mean, don't that's like that. An ongoing gag in Marvel. Yeah. Pella, poor uh, Victoria too. She's always running into yeah. these dudes without shirts on yep. and, and yep. rubbing their nipples and Nobody whatever. Has, so. No Marvels, you know, if, if men have shirts on, they all go around without their shirts <laughs> on. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, glad that you like it. I, I really dig it. I would recommend this series, you know, to to pretty much anybody. But if, if you are have a teenage daughter or something looking to get into yeah. books, this is a good one to throw at her. Yep, yeah. So we're gonna go off now to the first round of mail. Do you have the time to drive me and Brandon line? And with science mumble comics at gmail.com. We will read them all. At the wrong turn, says Mel Cow. Whether they're positive or when they are not. You can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's wrong to the same. Yo, it's Mel Cow. Ah, yes, it is Mail Call, and if you want to be part of the show, be the star of the show, all you have to do is email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com, and you'll be in, just like JJ 
John Jack. Hello, Jim and Brandon, the <laughs> Fresh you, Start crew for Asgard. Yo. If you recall from last mail, I'm shopping out catchphrases. That one isn't quite right, but I'll keep trying. There were some for Asgard. I could just imagine that. That's all we yell every time. People are like, what are these weirdos yelling? <laughs> there were some solid books this week, but man, there were some stinkers. Ain't I a stinker? I was pleasantly I surprised. How much I enjoyed Valkyrie with the final villain reveal actually getting me pretty dang excited. Doctor Strange 16 was a bit of a slugfest, but after the last couple of pages last issue, anything less would have been a tease. Web of Venom Funeral Pyro was really cool and could be considered an early absolute carnage teaser. So a lot of people hating on that. We'll be talking about it I know. It I didn't understand it. I, I, I enjoyed it. came I, in. Yeah. I Not enjoyed what it to because, because of that. I don't know the character, and maybe if yeah. you knew the character, I knew it's the something character that you'd and be I thrown still off. It. I liked it. Finally, <laughs> some payoff with all those one shots. I recently flipped through a couple of those secret warp issues, and I'm kind of enjoying them more than I expected. I regret to inform you guys after the blast that was short Bustanos, your favorite, the Universal Church of Truth, has reared its ugly head in Guardian 7. No idea what's going on now after I finally felt it was getting some positive direction, though we thought that that was okay we're the yeah, opposite it actually, of, we're yeah the opposite it actually airs that happens a, a lot is, with us and john jack it I does <laughs> uh, i just liked it because it felt like a guardian's book and not a let's tie up thanos stuff book yeah. though i did want short bus thanos desperately i'm oh, telling you i still I miss them already I, I can just imagine it right now where they're like oh no never the universal forget. church of truth what are we gonna do thanos must that? That's pretty. <laughs> he just say as he's looking at that unk. Does, it's he an wouldn't unk, even Thanos. know you're hurting him. It would oh, be, be awesome. so great. It would have been so good. I really enjoyed <laughs> House of X, but was a bit upset that apparently, not unlike a certain regal Batman writer on the other side of things, Hickman is disregarding pretty much everything since Ed Brubaker's run. Meaning, if you bought into Marvel's last weekly X hype train, you can go hardly go f yourself, as it doesn't matter here. If you bought into Age of X. X-Man event, you poor bastards, go F yourself. If you read Bendis X-Men, go F yourself. pretty early. Yeah, we did. And I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm new to this game, and I smelt that one out. And, yeah. and even if even if you needed it to, I didn't care because I was not into that at all. And basically, yeah. the minute that Hickman announced that he was coming on the X-Men books and every book was immediately canceled at whatever point it was going to start with yeah. him, you, you had to In have July, guessed that it was yeah. all going to have that burned down. I know. I mean, if he cared about any of those books and if any of those books went forward, they would have continued in some way or form or shape. And I remember at one point he did say, Basically, like I walked into the Marvel offices, I told him how bad these books were and how much better my <laughs> ideas are. That's what I got out of it. And yeah. so, yeah, and then everything Short was on canceled. confidence. He is not, you know. No, he isn't. He's not. If you read all the color coded books before Rosenberg, go after yourself, and the list goes on. The beat does go on. It's one thing to yes. march to your own drum and another to blow off recent events and make people feel like they wasted their money while simultaneously dropping another stupid weekly event. And here's the deal. I don't think Hickman marches to his own drum because in Hickman's idea, there is only that drum. It's not just yeah. his. His no. drum is everybody's drum and they yeah. better it's all get in march line to with it. This or too yeah, bad they better all then... march. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. He, he's, I, I just... I don't know much at all about Hickman. The only thing that I get 
from him and to get a kind of a grip of what type of person he is and whatever is from his quote in interviews, in press releases, Twitter especially spre- yeah. press releases are something that are made to make you look good. Rarely will uh-huh. you have a press release that is like, you know, Makes Jim you Werner like of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast thinks that he's his poop doesn't stink and y'all suck. <laughs> but that's kind of how they all played out. I'm like, I'm reading these press. I'm like, this is them, you know, kind of sprucing it up. They're putting a little perfume on it, and it still makes it seem like he thinks I'm a dummy and everybody else, and that his yeah. book doesn't stink. Yeah, it's up a little like Rex Ryan for a sports yeah. analogy yeah. there, you know? except without the, uh, you know, the foot fetish. Again, I like yeah. the issue, well, but this is aggravating. Yeah, enough about comics. It's time for what felt like an insane question I was asked recently I wanted to pass on. Is cereal soup? Why not? Uh, I'll tell you, my answer is it isn't. You know why? Because it's cereal. That's it. There's no other reason. It's crunchy. There, problem solved. (laughs) I would also say that most soups should be cooked. I know you wouldn't have to cook them. Gazpacho Uh, or whatever it's called. Gazpacho is a cold cold soup, soup? but I still think that that is cooked originally and then served ice cold, if I'm not mistaken. The only way I know gazpacho is at one point in The Simpsons, Lisa decided to be a vegetarian and Homer was having a barbecue. And she comes out and yells, everybody, I got gazpacho. And they're all like, huh? And especially Barney's like, what? And they're like, uh, yeah, you know, tomato soup served ice cold. And he yells, go back to Russia. And makes me laugh every day. When I, <laughs> I actually say that to Eric at least once a week. It makes me laugh so much, that episode. Well, I'll give Eric, my answer next Wednesday email. for Eric Gaspaccio, Wednesday it for might lunch be. or what? That's what happens. No, I just, it always Somebody ends up coming up for some for reason. Yeah, I know that's Tuesday. So I'll give my answer next email. Thanks for reading as always. Keep up the great work. Yeah, I would no, just he's, say he's in gonna general. Disagree. He's going to make the argument it is soup. I'm telling no, you, that's I, I like saying, coming. why isn't a sloppy Joe uh, a sub? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just because it is. Why isn't pizza you, te- uh, lasagna, yeah. you know? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Or why isn't pizza just a flat open piece of a calzone? It's because yeah. it isn't. That's why Andy's next, but I'm looking forward to his answer. Andy's next. He says, hey, guys, I literally literally spit my coffee out of my mouth all over my shirt when Brandon said Rocket looked like a burn victim. And yeah, you told him, what's going on? Is there an avalanche of dishes over at your place? Lady's getting water. Yeah, we have the loudest ice machine off the fridge in the history of mankind. It sounded like there was just an avalanche. Great episode and glad at least one of you likes Swordmaster. I did. I even showed Eric the art from Swordmaster and he liked it. And then I told him the story of Swordmaster and he liked it. Though I think that if he read it, he would have been with you. I I think if Eric was still on the podcast, he would have used his outclaws in his contract to get out of talking that book. Maybe. Really? But he hates anime and he hates manga. So that might have been. <laughs> yeah. Marvel sure does have a book for everyone. And I like that. And actually, that book reminded me of kind of the variety that DC used to have as well, that they've kind of pushed that to the curb. Street level, yeah. superhero, cosmic, anime, pirates, etc. So I've got a lot of got to give him a lot of credit and have a great weekend says we andy got zombies you, andy. coming up next and That's they got right. uh, zombies. you know some serial killer madness with Carnage somebody i know up. that we keep mentioning told me that the zombie craze ended in 2013 so i, I don't know what they're Is doing that eric? With these zombies oh yeah he said that at the point <laughs> also when he was offered a couple free number ones of the first walking dead issue 
and he turned yep. them down because he said nobody would read those. He said that's one well, that that's and living why with Eric's Jeff still the hanging on things. to that stance. Yeah, at one point, true. Eric will be right again, and and, and yes, then, he then he's going to trump his own horn. That's you know? the thing, it, though. It's not he quite ended the Wonder, up naming Wonder Woman's brother. The but problem, still. though, is he says the zombie craze is over. Yet when he says that it was over, it hadn't started because in his mind, the craze is the fans liking it. I told him a craze is when your grandmother knows about. It and Walking yeah. Dead made he, the craze where everybody he bases knew about it all it off his movie knowledge. Yeah, you know, that's what he does. George A. Romero's not making movies right now. The, no, wa- the so zombies are over with. Yeah, yeah, once the zombies start running, he's done. Dino's next and says, Hi, Jim and Brandon. I liked House of nope. X and felt like J.R. Tolkien wrote an X Men book. This would be it. I am more excited for the upcoming X titles in October and November. The Fallen Angels book, uh, we get Laura back, which is cool. I like to see that. Then in Excalibur, we get Rogue, Gambit, and Jubilee on the same team. The New Mutants title has Chamber on the team, which will be interesting because Rosenberg totally killed him off in Uncanny X-Men. Again, <laughs> you know, Hickman doesn't care. And anybody else who's under Hickman now won't care. Marauders has Kitty Pride back in a leadership role. In X-Force, we get Wolverine and Domino back to Together. I highly recommend X Force Sex and Violence miniseries with the two of them and X23. Yeah, I Lastly, actually tagged that on my uh, Marvel Unlimited tablet nice. this week to read for nice. the hospital Le- visit coming That's up. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Lastly, X Men, yeah. the book with Cyclops and Wolverine by Hickman himself. And that should be something that me and you will both enjoy. What do you guys yeah. think of the new titles? Which one are you most excited for? Any you're dreading? I, I'm not dreading any yet. I always give them, you know, their chance, but I think I'm waiting for that side the ben percy one book. scares me a bit i'll, I'll be honest yeah, there um, i'm telling you i'll give him a ch- i'll give him a shot i'll yeah, give yeah, them no, all a I, shot. i'm i'm not going to come into it with you know open arms we'll see what happens but you know out of all the names thrown around on things that's the that's the one that doesn't really pique my uh pique my interest the most i think x force obviously the one with yeah. wolverine and domino is, yeah. is the one up my alley that'd be cool um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I thought you were going to sing open arms for us then, but that's thanks from Dino. <laughs> you don't want to hear that's me the sing. And open, I don't even I don't even remember how that goes <laughs> actually, but that's Dino's deal. I won't even attempt it, but we're going to go off now to go back to some books and a book that Brandon always hates. All right, and that book is Amazing Spider-Man number 26, obviously Six. written by Nick yeah. Spencer, art by Kev Walker who we kind of don't really enjoy that much. Laura Martin on colors mm-hmm. and VCs Joe Caramanga on letters. Now that the ordeal with Craven the Hunter is behind him, Spider-Man can look forward to the normalcy that he never gets or as he ever gets, which is to say some. There are... There is that kerfuffle when Electro <laughs> nearly killed the star of the Broadway show while Mary Jane was in the audience, but MJ actually took care of that herself. So apart from the uneasy feeling accompanying Pete's dreams and hallucinations about this gruesome kindred person, it's all smooth, spidey sailing. Uh, that's one of the worst blurbs ever. I know. You it's end up starting blurb. the idea that's almost it's like cringy. an Indiana Jones type deal down in the New York subways where they have uncovered a, a box That is given to Kingpin. He opens it up thinking what he wants in there, which we don't know what it is yet. Kingpin looks off here too to me. Yeah, he does. He looks like John Romita Jr. drew him with a square jaw or something. Yeah, I don't know. He looks like Brian Michael Bendis. He even looks like Curly a little, you know, (laughs) he's like, but he doesn't look imposing as he should. You know, he just looks like a big fat guy. 
Uh, and he opens the box and says, hey, Fist, no way out of you. Your pal Boomerang. And Fist gets mad. He's screaming and yelling that he needs to get Boomerang. That's it. He's going to make him suffer. All these things. And the funny thing is, it's and it ends with, I'm going to get him and everyone he loves. And then as it goes, you have Boomerang, Fred, saying, I love this guy. And it's Peter, even though it doesn't yeah. look like Peter. I was tell tough you it to was. Know. I thought it was like some military veteran he was hanging Peter. out with or something. It is a weird <laughs> Peter. Um, but yeah, so all this is going on where I think I'm going to be a little more positive with this than Brandon because I love Boomerang. We're getting Boomerang here, and I like seeing Boomerang just kind of being this crazy guy. I mean, really, every almost everything you see in this full two pages here of Peter even saying, you know what? I didn't trust Boomerang at first, but... I kind of do know he's he's an OK guy. He's, he's not bad. But every he's always got his mouth open, yelling and screaming. It's yeah. almost every panel where he's like he's ah, talking ah, nonsense. Ah, he's just screaming, talking nonsense. You do have where he has underwear in the uh, dishes, things like that. He also loves the video games. But, yeah, through this whole thing, Peter has to kind of admit that even though Boomerang was a pretty deadly foe, He's now a pretty good roommate and friend. He's still over the top. I mean, he is yeah. one of those. Everybody has one of these. One friends. of those roommates you tolerate. You have a few good times yeah. with, but in the long run, he's still kind of a jerk. But yeah, but in the old deal of it, he knows he's boomerang, and so he realizes, you know what, boomerang kind of is trying to be a good guy. He's kind of, and it even goes through this whole deal of how some people respect him and are happy with him because of how he helped fight hydra other people are mad because of different reasons including being a uh a shame yeah, baseball a, player the first things half like of that. the book is really just a lot of recap of things yeah, Nick Spencer's done previously of, yeah. in the run he hasn't brought up in a long time because of this craven nonsense it's been going on for way too yeah. long so now he's recapping yeah. it all to make sure you remember uh yeah, i just wish him. he would and get to the one thing well, i'm interested in is which is kindred the, the other thing about this and what we've been complaining about is the scattered nature of this whole run. You're jumping back and forth between things he's introducing, new things introduces a new thing in this issue. And so what happens is when you have so many things going on, when you finally get back to them later, you are going to have to spend a lot of time recapping. And that's what happens here because we haven't had a lot of boomerang uh, in the last bunch of issues. So him popping up again and being important with this Fisk deal, which does tie into Kindred as well, as, as we see yeah. uh, in a weird a way, bit. because it's like a little too over the top uh, because what happens is you have, you have boomerang. He's trying to pick up the ladies he even says, and you know, Peter comes over and like, hey, Fred, you know, I got to get going. You know, we're supposed to go. Both of us are supposed to go and hang out, uh, you know, and do something. And he's like, no, because Randy's counting on him to help with the homeless deal. The, uh, you know, and yeah. so he's like, no, I'm trying to pick up the, the ladies. Feast, All the right. Feast yeah, facility feast. that yeah. Aunt May's So they, they go out of this club. And there's all of New York PD, you know, pretty much the SWAT team is out there waiting for Boomerang. And then they see that Pete's there. Wait, is that the roommate? Oh, no, it looks like I'm weapons down. And they're like, but Sergeant, no, you know, Fisk was very clear about this. And we do see that the reason why is because Kindred has made him do that. But if you are the SWAT team, if you're this whole bunch of people and you end up showing up to bring down at gunpoint Boomerang, Fred here, and every time yeah. you have to pull back because of the roommate, you're going to start asking questions about this roommate. 
and asking yeah. questions why. Even Fisk should. Well, not, not like, only why that, is this like, romance you, you so know, pop, you know, in port? You, you can put the guns down and still detain yeah, or arrest the people you're yeah. surrounding. Like, there's no way they should be able to just turn around and run away oh, from us. Oh, not even just that. All they have to do. Force. All they have to do is grab Peter and say, you step aside here. I mean, I think they're taking him in. You know, they can still take him in without Peter getting hurt. But it seems to be like this is the out. It's very silly in my mind. A lot of the problem I have with this book is that it turns just way too into a Saturday morning cartoon. And I I feel like the old Spider-Man cartoon was actually more serious than this book is at times. Yeah, some people like that. It just drives me bonkers. That just the whole setup here was for them to come out. And for Flash, but, you know, and just to have the wink, wink, Fisk is on, you know, he's actually bowed down to Kindred. They show that as a recap deal. And yeah, just to recap. show that for them, the SWAT team to get in their trucks and go away. And and then even the, the point where, you know, Fred Boomerang doesn't really look into this either of like why no. are they doing this why did yeah. they yell about you he just takes again? it as he takes it as a oh man you're the best if i'm around you i don't get in trouble well now why would he let him get out of his sight he'd be with him all I the know. time because he yeah can't you should get never leave current. yeah so then you go off and now we're gonna get a new team we're gonna get a new team of ladies who are taking the identities of some of the big you know, villains, you have a female electro, yeah. it goes down the line and it's being led by Tombstone's daughter. I thought that that was a really neat thing. But the whole idea is, hey, the ladies are going to come and take what's theirs. You know, we've always been organized. Crime is always men first. We never get to go ahead. Uh, so we're going to start our own villain deal. It does feel a lot like the superior foes of Spider-Man, uh, you know, being reworked here. It's okay. I like the character design. I, I like it. Does go way too long. That's my biggest problem with it. I don't mind it. And the, I think my, that there's some fun to be had, but it goes on yeah, way too. A long. lot of the jokes don't even really hit for me. I, and then he starts throwing oh, around whatever dude. you say. Hillary references, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. oh, stuff it, Nick Spencer, will you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and even the idea of you know vegan versus right, you know, it's okay. It just None goes on too long. What funny, I really. want is to see them fight and do some bad things which by the end we do get a cliffhanger of them approaching boomerang looks awesome i mean that's the fun i want to have where they're going to go and take what's theirs i don't need them yeah. talking about it i want to see them doing it and then that's how, cool. how that and they I, have a daycare set up and this and that yeah and it just, just goes like, on oh, and on about doing? it and you know it just like we'll you said i think it goes on again. a couple too much a couple pages too long well you go off to feast where you do have Randy working with Aunt May, and you end up having what is the saving grace of this issue. First off, Boomerang shows up as Boomerang, which kind of makes me laugh there anyway. Yeah, he's in the suit. He's ready to help. And then he just starts hitting on Aunt May over and over. It's like Marissa Tomei suddenly Aunt May. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny, too, because he, I mean, even the, you know, the running joke, it is a cliche joke, but I like it here just because... It's Boomerang. I love Boomerang. He's like, oh, man, sorry. You know, I'm coming out of a place of respect here, hitting on your aunt there, Peter. And then Aunt May's like, oh, don't mind him. I always like the roguish men. You know, I almost married Dr. Uh, Otto Octavius. And Boomerang's like, I know that story's legend. And it made me laugh, even though that is brought up too much recently, yeah, even. But I, I don't mind it. It made me laugh. Well, Pete gets his 
spider sense and even then i like it because at first he thinks he has spider sense because boomerang's hitting on that man he's like it's a little too strong and what ends up happening, he ends up, you know, hearing what's going on, he ends up jumping, throwing Aunt May out of the way, but then gets hit over the head with a big, you know, piece of uh, debris. So I think he's knocked out. I, I really do, because I think that they want to have Boomerang now all this by Boomerang himself. We've already him. seen Pete save the day because he was around. Well, you know, you have the ladies show up, this lady team, and, you know, it's to be continued, but they're like, long time no see Boomerang. And I'm like, okay, now they look cool. They look really cool in my mind to get started with this. And again, you also have the idea that Boomerang, he thinks he's a ladies' man. So I think that he's going to think that he can just kind of, you know, maneuver his way out of this, and he's not going to be able to. They all have a lot of reasons why they hate him. Uh, they want to take him down. So I yeah, like that, but I'd rather see that than hear them just yapping and talking, just like any other thing. I hate when you have issues where, you know, you have a team just sitting around talking about being bad. Just get, get to it. So yeah. overall, I didn't hate this issue. I just... There's a lot of recap. The recap's Boomerang, though, and I like Boomerang. Uh, but there's just four situations and yet another new thing thrown in when there's so many things left hanging. And yes, everybody wants to know the kindred. We want to get on with that. And he just doesn't seem to want to do that for us. Now we have Fisk after Boomerang full out again. We have Boomerang hitting on Aunt May, which I don't think is going to come to much, but it's no, kind of funny. But now we have this joke. new female team going. We also have, you know, something seems like up that might happen to randy as he left because he goes with his girlfriend off to a play and i i just feel like something's gonna happen to him as well and just everything is just thrown on the pile and the pile is getting pretty high and yeah. so it worries Solve me but something. overall besides overall, i'm Craven. gonna give this a seven five i think the art was down a little at first i didn't like peter peter looked off through the whole deal yeah. I, the I thought other- he looked the Terrible. other characters I thought looked pretty good. You know, I'm talking about the female team there. I think they look good. I also thought that Boomerang in his costume looked pretty good, stuff like that. So I know you're not going to go as high as me, but I'm going 7-5. No. What would you go with? I'm just, I'm going to give it a flat five just because I, for the couple moments that I do like in the issue, they immediately get kind of canceled out by just a bunch of things I already know. Uh, I'm not interested yeah. in relearning. You know, there's things I want to I want to get out of this book, and things I'm actually interested in finding out about. But Nick Spencer isn't interested in telling anybody. But he he just has focus yeah. on kind of all the wrong areas for for me anyway. And we spent you know 14 or whatever many issues dealing with Craven and all those issues prior to you know kind of teasing and back and forth between Craven yeah. and Kindred. I just don't know when this story is coming and it, the, this ongoing frustrates me, especially at the pace of twice a month, you know? Yeah, I, I knew it out. would. I like Boomerang, yeah. so I'm going to go with that. I, I'm a little more positive on Nick Spencer. I have not had the ongoing yeah, battle that you have had. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the, the universal praise for him because I asked kind of posed a question him, the other day, yeah. like, what is his evergreen book that keeps getting him all these high profile jobs? It got him an event. It got him Spider-Man yeah. title. Like, I don't know what book it was that, that he, you know, was he was rated so highly. Was it Superior Foes? Because that, and that was, be. I guess, a critical that was, darling People really liked that. Yeah, people seem to like that it even podcasts so when I was listening. so long ago. I mean, we're talking yeah. five, six years ago. At the, and he, he, 
He's become a different writer and far less enjoyable than he used to be. At yeah, least I remember me, hearing anyway. uh, reviews on podcasts because I wasn't reading Marvel then when that came out. But I remember hearing people thinking it was hilarious and they loved it and couldn't wait for it. So maybe that was it. Maybe, you know, that's the deal where they thought, well, he was really good on yeah. Superior Foes. Because from there he went Let's to Captain America, Secret Empire, yeah, and now yeah, this. Yeah, Secret and Empire, I, which, you know. None that, of it. You, I, I'll tell you, I just honestly, I, I've like none of it. Like any of his yeah. last four or five books he've touched, I, I think they've been below average at best so now yeah. so there you go do you hear that yeah. nick spencer brandon and you're in <laughs> an better, ongoing battle buddy. you have no idea you're in but yes uh i have many of those battles so i know how it yeah. is but yeah we're gonna go off now to the second bit of mail All right, we're here for the second bit of mail, and we're going to start with Johnny Fresno, who has a, a beef with me and some songs. It seems Johnny Fresno oh. says, hey, weird sciencers. Don't get me wrong. I'm flattered you give a shout out to Fresno in the new second weekend mail song, <laughs> which I did just for him. Appropriate it is to the tune of a Loverboy song. Fresno loves Loverboy. And, you know, I'd love to say that I knew that, but we'll go with it. However, some guy gives you a one-star review, and you dedicate a whole song to him <laughs> in episode 99, and a Leonard Skinner song. This is motivation for people to give you bad reviews. And with that, Brandon, I'm going to play that song again just for everybody's <laughs> enjoyment. There it is, Brandon, and he thinks that that might encourage more reviews to get songs, (laughs) but this is the thing. 
uh, that he is not, and some people wouldn't be aware. I was into listening to a ton of Leonard Skinner, and I did also play another Leonard Skinner parody. It was on the Patreon spotlight, though, and this one ended up being a tribute not to one star reviews, but to Brandon. We're going to continue the songs. Here's my song to Brandon as well. Brandon's been drinking all day and I gotta get him for the show Oh no Well I can't get a hold of him Oh that ain't right He must be passed out drunk So that means no Brandon tonight Brandon's lame Have you heard? Brandon's lame His family's ashamed Ah, uh, yes. See, even Brandon gets some songs. Yeah, and yes, I, I think that right. that I, I'm not sure that your your daughter wants to change her name. But in that song, she does. She's so ashamed of you. <laughs> she wants to change her name. But continuing on. So I, I just wanted uh, Johnny Fresno and everyone to know that not only do one star reviewers get songs but of course brandon does as well and yes. you know you saw my obsession for at least seven days with leonard skinner i was listening to nothing but them <laughs> and sitting there singing parody songs to myself but yeah he continues on i loved your review of guardians of the galaxy 7 i agree this issue was a lot more fun than the previous story arc and it feels like a guardians mag i don't know much about peter quill i thought his father was ego the living planet and it was in the movies <laughs> and you know yeah, you also movie. had yeah, you also had uh, a bunch of other uh, Adam Warlock. Uh, you know, you had a bunch of things going on with him. He's got a lot of uh, daddy issues. How can the head yeah. of the church be his father? Can you please enlighten me? That's just I actually don't know exactly the progression. Yeah, his of, dad usually you know, is. Uh, he's on uh, Spartex is the planet that yeah, he's yeah, usually yeah. kind yep. of the king of. So this this would be a big change kind of for him. Last time I remember seeing his dad was in. Uh, the black he ended Vortex up mentioning story. he ended up mentioning Spartex in that, saying that he went yeah. and when he needed you know Peter there, it had to do with the whole Spartex thing. So I think that that yeah, and, and tied that's in how pretty the well old man that. Quill uh, story actually started off with Peter yeah, taking they over were on, Spartex yep, from yep, his on dad. Spartex so. for his dad. So yeah, uh, you just have to separate the movie stuff from the comic. Yeah, we have stuff. to find out how he's all intertwined with this church thing because that's new. That's a new development. Yeah. So we yeah, just don't so. know yet. On the Marvel Patreon Spotlight, he covered the two books I was anticipating most this week, House of X number one and Valkyrie number one. I read one opinion that the Professor X and the House of X number one may not really be Professor X. Do you think this can be true? It could be, but it goes back to when you had the character X coming back who got the body of Phantom X, the stuff that we kind yeah. of alluded to, that he ended up ending, and I believe that was like a it was like Astonishing X-Men or one of those yeah, X-Men books. Astonishing. And when he left, when that book ended, it left with him saying he had a grand plan that he was going to reveal at some time in the future. This seems like that plan, it seems like it's on the up and up. I I, I know the thing people think kind it's the of maker. a cool, I know that theory's out there. It just seems too on the nose. It seems too I know it seems gimmicky. too easy. 
That's right. what I'm saying. It seems too gimmicky to be that. I actually think that on the whole, we're looking at this where you're always expecting something to be not on the up and up with the X-Men, where I think the X-Men in this are on the up and up, that what they want to do, what Professor X is trying to do, what Magneto is on board with is legit. I think it's the humans that are going to mess it up. The regular, you know, homo sapiens, not the homo yeah. superiors. Being jealous. Uh, I yeah, think that the thing. whole idea is that going to be. And I, I think that Hickman is going to play, you know, you're going to have some twists and turns, but I don't think that he's going to throw a gimmick out there and reveal it like that at the beginning. Instead, I think that that's all red herring stuff to yeah. make you wonder. Well, I, I and think then people's it mind goes there right away too, because obviously the yeah. helmet, but beyond it's that, the you know, the, yeah. the X-Men weren't really acting, I don't know, very, very much like yeah, good guys yeah, in well, that yeah, story they, to yeah. start. So yeah, your mind even goes there even further. You're like, oh, And some of them act him. a little it's, different so. than they should and things like yeah. that, but I think that like they're even just Scott kind of threatening the fantastic four in yeah, vague yeah. ways my favorite my favorite deal bummer valkyrie number one wasn't better you put your finger right on it it was cookie cutter it has a generic plot with stock characters i'm rooting for this mag to improve i love bullseye normally i'd say is not the best villain power match wise for valkyrie uh while that magic sword changes everything and it does while villains what yeah. villains would you like to see valkyrie fight i don't really know I'm telling you, I I didn't, I haven't even thought of it. Um, I I just because hope her rogue gallery was constant, essentially yeah. Thor's previously. That's what I'm saying. You know? I I actually like the idea that it's not Thor's rogue gallery. So I like the idea that a bullseye is like out of left field. He, he would never have guessed that. How, so how about I do this? Like you wanted to idea. fight uh, Turner D. Century coming up next? Yes, I would like Turner <laughs> D. Century to come up with his bicycle built for two, uh, yeah. pedaling that in, and then you have the fight. But yeah, his I actually just hope that. And- I'd love to see, you know, her get her own rogues gallery, which would be cool, but you're going to have a build-in rogues gallery with the stuff going on, and, and we'll see how that gets. But I got confused in the reviews where you have Brandon and Aaron because they sound alike. All East Coast accents sound the same to me. Now, this is the funny thing is, as in a reveal, I'm the most East Coast of all of us. Uh, Brandon, yeah. you are the second most. And double yep. A runs from Aaron's Minnesota. He yeah. is not anywhere near the East Coast. I am right on the East Coast. So, yeah, my accent should be the most yeah, I'm, East I'm Coast. I'm right out on of Lake Erie. You know, I'm just on yeah. the opposite side of New York yeah, City. Yeah, you're on the uh, coast there. <laughs> I'm on the coast. Uh, I'm yeah. at, right outside of Philadelphia. So, I think, I have that I think going the for thing me. with me and Aaron is we both live very near the Canadian border. So, maybe we carry yeah. some letters very yeah, similarly. Yeah, so that's what I think. Maybe it's more of a Canadian thing than an East Coast yeah. thing. I uh, think yeah, that's what so, they're getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it would be, you know, nobody's, you know, getting confused with me at that. I'm East no. Coast. I propose yeah, Brandon it's does our, a our relation to the border. Yeah, uh, he proposes you do a Marlon Brando Im- imitation so listeners can tell the difference. He's just like, hey, why do you come to me on the, the day of my daughter's wedding? Is that the uh, Marlon yeah, Brando? Or do, you, do you want the I, Marlon I will, Brando in Island of Dr. Moreau where he just I'm goes gonna, around and I'm says I'm going to channel nothing. my inner Jim Warner here and, and say that I've never watched the Godfather movies all the way through. Oh, my yeah, I, that, they're they're pretty good. You might want to check those out sometime. Uh, I mean, Sopranos, for making, uh, Goodfellas, all the other. You could do the I've Marlon seen, Brando really from. Uh, you ever see Streetcar Named Desire? Stella. No. You could just yell that. No. That's how I know we're that gonna scene yell from, from now from on. People making fun of it in Seinfeld. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it was the also one of Simpsons. All drugged up. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for making great podcasts. I look forward to your takes on the Marvel mags every week. The next mail is from Brett. Brett says, "Good day, gents. Imagine you're yeah. cool and gaff living in the secret jungle located right above icy Buffalo in this magical place called the Northwest Territories. Your job is to summon the Marrow God. If you could only choose." Currently living people to drop into the pit to bring forth the marrow god, who would they be? Well, yeah, I think you would put Nick it's Spencer in there. One of the rare times and, I actually understand all his yeah, analogies he's talking here. Savage like, Avengers all right, let's go. Here he's we talking go. Savage <laughs> Avengers. Would you put a Brian Michael Bendis in that marrow god no. pit? Would you do that? Would you wouldn't put, put him in there? James in there to, to partially get rid of him and also, you know, use the talent for, you know, summoning that marrow god because well, he so seems to like, you know. So you want the marrow god. The marrow god's going to end up killing us. I, I think that yeah. the concept here is just to get rid of people. Like, if the, you're going to put anybody coming. in, you're putting Tom Brady in. <laughs> I mean, Tom oh, Brady, yeah. he gets the marrow I'm god right you, away. I'm putting all the sports players in there. I can't stand so you're but not that putting they're Nick actually Spencer, good players. How about no, Kevin Durant? No you putting him in? I, the the Marrow God would come because we're putting those crappy people in there. The and best is I'm going to put – Be mad. No, I think that they're they're looked at as good. We're the only ones who don't like them. I'm putting Kevin Durant in because then if he gets consumed by the Marrow God, the Marrow God then will switch teams if things aren't going well. That's yeah, what he'll do. Yeah. He'll come and to our side, Kevin, right? If we start that's winning. my Kevin Durant <laughs> dig right there. Uh, so if you're going to go sports It goes figures, out the window a little bit with going to the Nets, though. I mean, the Nets, really? Yeah, but that's because they're going to try to build a super team Kyrie. by the time he's better. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. They're going to get someone else the next money year and too. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's just the beginning. Uh, would you put? Would you put a uh, Julian Edelman? You know, he likes to do the roids, so that would help out, yeah. I guess, right? You know, I can't stand yeah. him. I feel I, like I, Brady. I'm trying to remember, like, so the last time they put the the. Soup wasn't ready per se, right? And and the Marrow God yeah. came. He was mad. He killed them all. So now yeah, this time them. they're trying to up the level of the soup, right? Yeah, they so are up they're in putting the soup. better yeah. people in, so he doesn't kill them. I would think, right? He's going to use them. Yeah. For well, something. we said before there weren't really a lot of you know options the first time. Anyway, I think they got uh, the raw end of the deal at that yeah, original have one. More there was no yeah. cavemen at that point. You got one guy who, who was drawing on the wall, and the other guy pissing on it. There you go. Yeah. That, that's all you the, got. The, and now this you know, guy put a few pieces of wood in front of his cave to stop the wind from coming in. Yeah, he really. is going yeah, in the he's, soup. <laughs> he's in there. That guy's got some intelligence. Yeah. We're going with yep. that. Uh, I'll just throw you in the soup. The heck with it. I'll get rid yeah, of you. Why not? You're done. <laughs> you, you just yelling and screaming in there. All of a sudden, yeah. All of a sudden, you jump in, and all of a sudden, the. Uh, the uh is there beer in the soup up. i'll happily no, I'm go you, if the, no i throw you in, in and it goes up 50 proof just from your breath <laughs> is what happens <laughs> like oh my god what, what's going on yeah. and then the marrow god comes he's all drunk that's what they do yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you know people are big on the ip i was drinking some uh new juice ipas today oh those are no. pretty good Southern tier. Oh my! I wasn't. I was drinking Gatorade. So take that. Yeah. There you go. It was go. hot outside. Brandon. I needed something while I was doing that. Long. Yeah, it was. I was actually doing some lawn work, and yeah, I drank some Gatorade with electrolytes. Is what I did, and then then my wife's yeah. looking at the label, and she's like, "You got to watch it. Did you know that Gatorade have salt in it?" I'm like, "What do you think the electrolytes are, baby? Yeah, give me that's more the of that." Point. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon, <laughs> good luck this week because life never happens how it's planned. Therefore. Tuesday is the big day, making it practically impossible to record or do anything comic related. He's saying that you're going to have the baby early. Uh, I actually was thinking that as well, because we we do yeah. have a couple plans for the next couple of days to get well, things done yeah, real quick. 
We'll see if my, that goes. My, uh, if not, I'll be doing it myself. Friends coming over tomorrow, yeah. and my wife kind of mentioned, "Well, you know, if I don't." spit this out early and then she gets all upset my friends are coming then yeah, she, yeah really yeah i'm like jesus so, why um, do you gotta thrill these scenarios yeah, past the really. six-year-old like things and that then, might happen yeah he says jim how's reginald drink water doing he's doing better he's actually progressing faster than they thought he would so he's proud of that's that good. but as he said to me i'm still handicapped and that sucks and i said well you know yeah. you'll deal with that i think he'll be fine i think that he'll i saw him it. throwing shots around at tom king so he's got to feel better he, he, yeah, he really. said that the batman ran improved very greatly after he stopped reading <laughs> yes yes i haven't heard any updates lately i hope all is well he says have a great week all dispatch and that is so his sense and of humor the, is healed at least you know? yes the last mail of the night is from jacob with the k kind of a mail that kind of goes hand in hand with stuff that i did today because he says dear weird science crew happy 100th episode i've enjoyed listening to this podcast since it started can't wait for 200 yes. and he did say that uh, and we haven't heard from him in a while so i was actually afraid that he kind of fell off but he did not so that's cool thank you jacob and he says is it just me or did this week have a lot of number ones house of x jane foster valkyrie history of the marvel universe etc next week seems to be filled with ones as well powers of x punisher kill crew he says that's been delayed that will not be coming out next week that at was delayed by three weeks for weird reasons that ended issues, up not yeah. being reasons yeah and death's head number one didn't he used to be a trans Transformer? I'd, I'd have to ask Eric that. I've been reading the Gwenpool series, just in case they included any of the story or new characters in her new miniseries. I went into it with low expectations oh, yeah, and actually that. enjoyed it. Not only did I, I laugh know. out loud at times, but I also get the feels once or twice. Have either of you read it? We have not only read it, but we love yep. it. Brandon loved it. was reviewing it here. way, way back when we had the reviews on the DC site and then told me about it, and I loved it as well. Now, in the meantime, because of that, in a weird thing that yeah, I didn't even see this mail until afterwards, I ended up on the Patreon having a Marvel Secret Origins podcast on Gwenpool on her first appearances in the backup of Howard the Duck, and I really like that story too, though – Right after that, you and actually going on at the same time, really, you ended up having that holiday special, and that's the yeah. first time that Guru did the art for it, and that's yep. my Gwenpool. When you that's have Hastings really and Guru, yeah. and did you know that Guru is not a person? It's actually a no, team. I had no idea. Yeah, it's a no. team of artists. It's pretty cool. They're like a team that does all of it together. Um, but yeah, that is my Gwenpool with Hastings writing and Guerrero doing the art. The Unstoppable Wasp. Yeah, I I love their art. I think their art is so good. It's got that. It has that cartoony look that I love. And why I loved it in Wasp isn't the same reason. I love them Wasp because it's such a cute art and that's a cute look. Uh, also done by Hastings, but you also have the art. Actually, that's by Ryan Whitley. I'm sorry. But you also had the cute art. With Gwenpool, which actually is a good juxtaposition of all the craziness that was going on yeah. and stuff like that. I know, with Modak yeah, I, I really do like that. Oh yeah, Barak the, the Leaper. Modak was the best. Right when Modak showed up, and that's when you messaged me, and you're like, "You have to check it out." And I started reading, and I loved it. So yeah, we both loved yeah. it. If not, I would recommend checking out an issue or two. I know some Absolutely. people don't enjoy Gwenpool a lot. This series definitely has me excited for Gwenpool Strikes Back. Now, I did mention as well in that Secret Origins at the end is the idea that unfortunately 
Gwenpool kind of became one of the faces of that fight that we don't like to mention here that may have gate at the end of it, uh, where you had (laughs) sides being drawn. It it rhymes with Amex. That was one of the ones. Yeah, that was one of the ones. That America stuff like that, and Gwenpool herself was used as an example of what these people hated about comics. And because of that, I even heard one of the comic podcasts that we used to listen to, Comic Vine. Uh, before that went teats up, they ended up, uh, Matt on there seemed to hate it. He'd always badmouth yeah. it and it just threw me off. I don't think he ever really read it. He was just turned off by the concept. Yeah. And and so when I, I would listen to that podcast, me and you both listen, we talk about it and stuff. Yeah. This is before we I even had any sites or podcasts. I was just a guy listening to the comic podcast and reading comics. And so I, I just kept thinking, oh, it must not be that good then. They're always bad-mouthing. They don't want to ever talk about it. They don't want to bring it up. So I didn't want to deal with it. And so then when Brandon told me to read it, I'm like, okay, well, if Brandon likes it, I even said on that Secret Origins, like, <laughs> yeah, you telling me that something's fun. Yeah. And I'm like, well, boy, it must be fun because this guy hates everything. And really, <laughs> he does not like fun. If it doesn't involve drinking, it ain't fun to him. So I yeah. thought, oh, my God. And also – I mean, seriously, we we talked about uh, Miss Marvel earlier, and we even talked about Wasp on this podcast before, and and a, a Gabby. These aren't your type of characters, so I actually thought Mm-mm. Gwenpool must be really good because, in my mind, that's not the you know the yeah, standard branding character glued to. Yeah, and also, I like you said, it's a legacy character, kind of. It's a weird kind of side legacy character. A girl who comes here from a different dimension that has comic yeah, kind of like our world ends up, type place. Ends up not trying to be Deadpool, but ends up kind of looking like her and going yeah, with it. And it kind of goes role, with the deal. Yeah, and yeah. love her. I, I do. I love her. And I know. I, I'm great. telling you, Leah Williams on the, I guess she's doing the Gwenpool Strikes Back, which yeah, it mini. seems as if the big ploy of this, or the way to start off is that she knows Peter's secret identity, which this has happened in the comics before. I believe in yeah. one issue when she knows, I think, Miles or whoever it was she sees in the oh, yeah, subway. Miles. It wasn't in the subway. She's like, thing. she's like, hey, yeah. Miles. And then he's like, what? And he had no idea. It's classic. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. So I think you're going to get stop, that too. Stop Thor yeah. from like basically bringing the hammer down on her because yeah. she hollered yeah, it's out. crazy. Ah, I know you're yep. Jane Foster. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All that. It's, it's so fun. good. But just hoping it's not going to be like Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history, which probably would have ruined the character for me if I kept reading it. Yeah, I ditched that too. Yeah, I tapped Did out either- quick. Did either of you tune in the Marvel side of SDCC 2019? I did. Um, Not what he's going to ask. First off, if so, what do you think of the different movie reveals? I didn't even check those out. Seriously, I'm not saying this to be. I'm confused by what's uh, actually a TV show and what's a movie now because they're going. Well, I think that uh, Hawkeye's a TV show, I think, but yeah. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, That's I what can't I heard. tell which one's which. So I'm a little confused well, about what to be excited for and whatnot because I man. have a hard time sitting down and like finishing those 12 or longer uh, I've never episodes of TV down. seasons. And that's the like thing. I needed to be uh, eight episodes, something like that. You know, there's a reason why we don't really talk about TV shows and movies on the podcast because number one, I mean, this is something that people will be like, "How could you say this?" But I have not seen one second of any of those Marvel TV shows. I've never seen any of them. I actually have never yeah. seen like I watched, a Daredevil, like, the first Jessica of Jones. I Eric will tell me about them, but I've never I like seen Daredevil. Them. I've never the other ones that. I stopped watching. 
But yeah, yeah I, I I don't really watch TV, and we don't even have cable in the house right now. Anyway, yeah, so I, I we do have Netflix and stuff like that. But I've really yeah, I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm very busy reading comics and doing podcasts and stuff like that. So I keep it to the comics just so I don't get you know distracted and things like that. But also why we don't ever talk about that stuff. But looks like Kid Cable will be back in the spotlight after House of X and Powers of X wrap up. That's cool. And looks like he may yeah. be teaming up with a certain Laura Kinney and Fallen angels which is even cooler that's it for me can't wait for the next hundred episodes some absolute carnage and a smoother fresh start for the x-men and that's sincerely jacob with a k thanks jacob and we're gonna go off now and thanks everybody who mailed us in and we're gonna go off now to finish up the podcast with one last book all right, and the last book is Web of Venom Funeral, uh, funeral, pyre. funeral pyre. I don't know why I can't say that. <laughs> funeral Pyre, number one. It's written by Colin Bunn, art by Joshua Casera, Alberto Albuquerque, uh, colors by J. David Ramos, and VCs Clayton Kells on letters. When Andy Benton was in high school, she had no idea that her gym teacher, Flash Thompson, was really the symbiotic crime fighter called Venom. When one of his enemies attacked in the middle of class, Flash had no choice but to use the Venom symbiote to protect Andy. Um, unexpectedly, Andy and a small portion of the symbiote were joined, and together they became Mania. But Andy's symbiote was violently stolen from her, and Mania is no more. All she has left is the Hellmark, which empowers her to conjure hellfire and summon demons i'm telling you i like that they say that as if that's like a minor thing like you know all she has left is hellfire and demons (laughs) since losing and we see them in this they are pretty impressive maybe not against carnage but they're pretty bad. Well, I don't know if you're Compared doing something to anybody else. else leading up to this web of venom story that carnage has encountered. She gives them the hardest time. Yeah, she had. does. So since losing her symbiote, Andy has been back in Philadelphia, you know, local baby living yeah. her with her aunt and trying to get did used you to notice life this fight the going down around. I did, did not it make it to Quaker town. No, it did not make it to Quakertown, PA. But Trouble has a way of finding her, and it's funeral pyre. And the best thing, or not the best thing, but one thing that I did find out, Cullen Bunn was the one who ended up making this Andy version. You've had a yeah. bunch of versions of Mania, and the but the Andy version is Cullen Bunn's version. And so you have that backup, which is funny, or that you know catch-up deal, the the page there you kind of get it again throughout this you're going to find out yeah, that yeah. They, as well they through bring this. it back up but what i like about it is i'm expecting to see andy in the carnage deal you know absolute carnage looks a lot so like bluebird is, a little bit doesn't she? yeah yeah it does actually it looks like harper row a lot and uh yeah. so when when i went into this i don't know mania i don't know andy i don't know you know that with the hell mark any of this so if you do this may be one of those where we even had where, you know, some of the HU issues of the hunt, you know, Craven story and uh, Spider-Man, where I liked some because I didn't know some of these characters. Yeah. Given, for uh, example. Yeah, Given, I really like because I didn't know anything about Given and that gave me the feels. Now, this is more of information I'm getting. So when I'm reading this, I'm actually enjoying it enough because I think that it's going to serve me well going into absolute carnage instead of me going into absolute carnage and all of a sudden andy benton shows up as you know uh, mania Man- or not mania yeah. or whatever Hellmark. and it's mentioned and hellmark all this stuff i wouldn't know what was going on so reading this actually number one gives me 
the info I probably will need, even if it's not that much. But yeah, she also, seems like she's going to be a pretty big yeah, player. In yeah, this and also, forward. like you said, she gives Carnage a, a good fight. And because of that, I actually got pretty pumped up to get to the absolute Carnage more I, than a yeah, lot of I, these I, others. I did, too. This got me more excited for the event coming up. Um, I also have kind of always been a fan of Andy. I've, I've liked yeah. her from the flash run that she was kind of a side character in and, and yeah. the relationship those two characters had not necessarily that it was like romantic between the two of them, but it was more of like a mentor mentee. Yeah. Thing mentor. Yeah. Going on yeah. There. Yeah. They're sidekick and hero type deal. I didn't read any of those. I will tell you that this does what I always say, where if you want to know if it, it was something I liked, I want to go read those stories now because I like Flash yeah. a lot. And then having this, this is a character. And legitimately, to show you how dumb I am, uh, I had no idea anything about this character, anything about Mania, anything at all. I've never heard it mentioned. I don't know anything about it. Really got me excited. And Colin Bunn gives me enough where I think that I, even if I don't go back and read stuff, I know enough to get going. Now, oh, yeah. I also like yeah, to. You could as, pretty as, much move forward from here and yeah. not go back. And, but he does a good job of getting you interested in what's happened to her in the yeah, past. I, I think, really thought that's true. Time. And you even have a thing at the very beginning where she is having nightmares. She's having some problems here. And that plays well into as she goes on because she ends up, you know, thinking uh, she envisions her friends getting plays you, just with the destroyed. reader too a bit. And I yeah, like it how does. it does that because you're not even thing, sure. Yeah. So then by the end, when it is legit and she's actually like, no, no, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. It is happening. And it's carnage and there's big trouble. (laughs) Once she realizes that it's carnage and knows carnage and knows what carnage can do, then that ups the ante for her as well. She has to get the hell out. But it looks like her poor aunt's just sliced in half. Uh, And it's funny, too. The slice in half (laughs) skin and a couple of the other stuff in here when she does have these visions. It really seems to kind of grab onto that Immortal Hulk look, the Immortal Hulk when you would have like the abomination and things like that, where it's so hard and in a style, visual style, at least. And it may you may sit there and go, oh, no way. It's not as good. It has that horror comic s thing that the Immortal Hulk does. So I think that it plays well here. Also leading the carnage, it plays real well. But yeah, yeah, it's basically, I mean, there's not much to it. It's a quick no, enough it, read it, for a, giant, a little oversized saw, issue too. Yeah, I saw some people bring it up uh, th- throughout Slack this week, is that it's really kind of an homage, not really an, it o- is. You know, an homage yeah. to Nightmare on Elm Street, kind of how things are playing out and she's not sure what's real and what's yeah. not because she's having these nightmares. And yeah. I, I liked yeah. it. I dug it. I did too. And then this is the thing is as she goes, you you get her daily life as things are going wrong for her as well. You know, she ends up talking to her aunt and, you know, hey, I'm going to get going here. She's, you know, the big thing that happens there is she drinks soda with her breakfast, something that I do occasionally. I <laughs> I've, don't done mind that. I've done it. I've done it. I'm not proud of it, that. but I've done it. Yeah. So then she there and I like to wear. It's almost you like have I hear my mom it. yelling at me in the background, yeah. even though yeah, she's not present when I care. do do it. I'm telling oh, you, my, my mom, mom would, would murder didn't me. care anything with me. Well, through this whole deal, though, she also has 
has somebody following her through the whole deal. That does seem to be Eddie, if if you would ask me, the person in that red hoodie. It's Eddie that or seems Carnage? To be, I don't know. It, it is. You, and maybe it is Carnage. Maybe you're right. Uh, it, it seemed weird, but now that you say because Carnage, because I it think makes more he's got to be clo- at least in the vicinity for her to be having these visions. I think he's. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess her. it would be Carnage. Uh, when she's going into the different things, like you said, she goes into. The, you know, the cafe where her friends are. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm kind of, you know, kind of normal anymore. I have friends. They even like me. They're normal. But yeah, then she looks over and sees them all being demolished by the Venom symbiote. It seems yeah. to be the thing. And it's it's pushed to be like, I'm still inside you. I'm still there. I'm still going to get you, which is what we know going into this, this is the thing that Carnage has been seeking out. Even yeah. if you have just a little bit, to eat he's going to get everybody's bit of, you know, the whole symbiote codex. so that when yeah, Noel codex, comes, when it. Noel comes, he can, you know, make him happy. Uh, so, yeah, I do think you're right. I do think that that's Carnage. I, I didn't even take that. I, I'm telling you, because at one point she even says she's got to go find Eddie. I'm, the, I'm such a dummy. I'm like, he's following you the whole time. But it is. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, so, it could very well be. I just think the red light is kind of no, the I think that's the red deal. a little bit. Yeah. 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 So she ends up going home after she goes to her job, ends up having another hallucination, freaks out, says, and she's late and then leaves very early. She yeah. goes to work just to <laughs> give a call and gets special. back out. Yeah, really. She gets out <laughs> and uh, she goes home a short time later. She was walking around. She said she was walking around a couple hours clear ahead when she gets home. There's her aunt acting crazy, and you're like, okay. Yeah. It's like the and big even when wolf a little she just, bit yeah, kind of vibe she splits going in here. half, and Carnage comes crawling out of the just the monstrosity of her yeah, remains, the husk. and she's like, please, this isn't real. This can't be real. This can't be real. This does seem real. She runs out, and Carnage does get her in the arm, yeah, so that when she arm. goes out, it looks like then Carnage ends up being able to infect the uh, neighbor with a dog. That dog and the neighbor get all freaking destroyed. She's still screaming. She runs away. But yeah, she's saying, I got to find Eddie. I got to find, you know, somebody who knows what to do here. Well, you have Carnage attack and saying, you know, oh, you know, what's going on? I need you. What are your last words? Because I'm going to grab your codex. Like you said, I'm going to give it to no, and he's going to be so happy. I'm going to suck it out of your marrow. And you end up having her summon all the demons, and there are a ton of them. And it's one looks cool. like a cigarette butt, like an evil cigarette yeah, it butt, does. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it looks like something that would be in one of those, uh, you know, after school cartoon specials. Yeah. And it's like an evil specials. cigarette. It's like an yeah. evil cigarette that tries to make, hey there, buddy, you want to smoke me? And you got yep. that. But you even have like a bunch of evil looking king cobra slash pharaoh guys yeah, i mean they they're all pretty look cool. really cool yeah. yeah they're pretty cool they spit out hellfire and the big thing in this and it seems to be something that if you are going to take anything from this to go to the absolute carnage deal maybe this is it that he's not affected by that fire he no. says the I, I upgrade dealing with the symbiote have have yeah. been you know he says non-existent yeah, lately. i'm afraid fire doesn't bother me all that much anymore that's pretty huge uh, you know going forward and they do go toe to toe he ends up destroying a lot of these demons i mean these demons yeah. are getting ripped apart then she gets full full out hellfire and they are on the attack some of those you know remaining demons are still fighting as well and it's a pretty good fight i mean it is just a extended fight going on but she ends up 
pretty much being able to escape carnage. She, you know, she does not die here. Yeah. She ends up in space, ends up it's falling. It's almost ends like um, something automatically pulls her through. Yeah, the, well, they I don't teleport know, out. One of the demons yeah. teleports her out. Uh, even ends, and at that point, she's got a slice in her stomach. All oh, this yeah. stuff she's going on. She's about to die. Yeah, they teleport above Earth, and then she comes down like a fiery meteorite there. But then she's fine. She ends up, boom, yeah, she's in, in New York. It looks like, yeah, she's in New York City then. And she's like, oh, my, I got to find Eddie. I got to find him. I got to warn him about carnage. And in the background, as she's walking, <laughs> there's the Venom symbiote as well yeah. going through Stalking the crowd. She turns stuff, around. Yeah. It's not there then. And she's like, all right, you know what? I'm alone. Am I? I'll never be alone. But yeah, then you have Carnage there with the remains of some of these demons and says, you know, she can't hide. That little snot can't hide. Uh, Don't she know she can, you know, I can find her wherever she goes. And, you know, that's him whistling away. I was planning on going there anyway. Yeah. So he already knows where she's at. He makes the whole deal of. You know, hey, you think you got away. It's part of my plan. I'm going to go with that. I don't know that I quite agree fully with him. I think he sang that to us to try to save face a little bit because she did, you know, at least like you said, she fought back and she got away. Yeah, yeah she got teleported by one of the demons. He, she even says, I, think I don't he thought know it how. was going to be a much easier battle than what he ended up getting himself into. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, he so, didn't realize what even without the symbiote, the hellmark powers that she's she's currently, you know, possessed with. Uh, are, yeah, are pretty, pretty formable, tough. even though fire yeah. doesn't hurt him currently. Yeah, yeah, fire not bad, but yeah, yeah. he ends up he's <laughs> heading to New York where she is now. She's trying to find Eddie, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Now that I now that I realized that was Carnage following, I enjoyed it even more because I'm like, man, Eddie was always there. I got mad at the end. he yeah. was following you, but yeah, yeah that I red. I, I love York. that Carnage has to have you know he has to be color coordinated. He's like, he went to buy Carnage. He's like, okay, I got to yeah. get a hoodie. Red, red hoodie, will be good. Red Jordan red shorts be good. and red That'll sneakers. be pretty cool. I think I'll yeah. go all red. Nobody will know. But, but yeah, I liked it. I think that it's a very quick read. There's a lot of fights, but it got me pumped yeah, up for Yeah, it didn't feel like a Carnage. 35, 37 page story, whatever Yeah, and I'm telling you, Cullen Bunn jumped on the Venom book when you had the War of the Realms, and I wasn't that hip on that, but I really did like this. So I, I'm yeah. excited, and it's a character that he'd written and created that version of it. So it's cool that they got him to do Andy. And yeah, I, I'm excited. The art, I thought, was spotty okay. at times. I, I, I liked great, it. It, but it, it. It didn't kill works me. works for the story uh, a bit. I think at the beginning, though, the beginning artist, I did not really enjoy the art right away. And I'm telling you, I had a big problem going from I started reading it with the review copy. Those aren't as high res. Yeah. It really looked bad. So I'm like, okay, I got to get the, the real deal. And it did look better, but I think it improved as it went on. That first part, I didn't really like that much art-wise, but that was just me. But overall, I'd give it a... I want to give it a 7.5, but I actually liked it enough to give it an 8, so I'm going to go 7.8. I'm going to go right in between 7.8 yep. for me. Uh, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a 8.3, not quite an 8.5, but this was probably the book I enjoyed the most so far that I've read this week. Really? I still got a few more to go, but I don't know. It really got me amped up for uh, Carnage coming up and, and the yeah. entire event. I don't usually look forward to these event type things, so... You know, that's a rarity for me uh, since metal was really the last time I, I w- wanted to dig into an event and really yeah. see what was going on. So so I look forward to this coming up and, and oh, see what Donny cool. Gates has in store. But for yeah, us. 
That is it for the podcast. Like we said, that'll be it for about 11 days. If you don't want to join us on the Patreon, if you want to join us, that'd be cool. You can go over to patreon.com slash weird science, get a bunch of shows here. Me and Brandon do this coming up week spotlight podcast, which will be powers of X and death head number one. And then who knows what will be picked the week after, but then we'll be back uh, that week by the Thursday then anyway, and the Sunday and we'll get back to all that jazz and all the things heading towards what Jacob is looking forward to episode. Episode 200. So yes. we'll see how that goes. We'll see how the run to 200 goes. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody who mailed in. Thanks everybody who goes and gives us reviews on the iTunes and all that, even ones that give us one star and I sing songs too. But yeah, thanks everybody. And we'll talk to you later. Later.